Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 496 for June 16 to 30, 2019. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see it in writing, the index at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. We have a very powerful forecast section. I'll get more details on that in a second, plus a very special feature. My feature is me looking at my business transits for the next several years. They're incredible, helping you understand how to analyze a chart. In this case, mine's the example to see on a particular theme what's important and then how to lay out in a simple spreadsheet all the relevant transits so you can really get the big picture of what's going on. So I get very excited about my possibilities and hopefully you can use it as an example if you want to do a similar process for yourself. So let's dive into the forecast. Neptune is the undisputed star of this forecast. A Jupiter-Neptune square and a Saturn-Neptune sextile, two of 2019's most important aspects, are exact in the second half of June. As if that wasn't enough, Neptune also turns retrograde. But that isn't all. We also have a potent summer solstice chart, a Sagittarius full moon, Mercury and Mars teaming up to oppose Pluto, and more. Learn how to harness all this astrological power for your highest good. What's old as we come into the second half of June? We've got a waxing moon, three retrograde planets, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and a couple of aspect patterns still in play, a T-square with Sun, Jupiter, and Neptune, and a grand trine with Ceres, Juno, and Chiron. Now, on to the forecast. On Sunday, June 16th, want to supercharge your inspired creativity, make more money, enjoy deeper soul connection in a relationship? All this and more is dynamically energized thanks to a T-square featuring Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune. It starts today on June 16th, peaks on the 24th, and ends on July 1st. Hard aspect patterns such as a T-square can also bring challenge. While financial opportunity is possible, so are financial scams. Neptune's lower manifestations include illusion and deception. So be sure to exercise due diligence in all financial matters. Neptune's fog can also affect relationships. Even if you're enjoying an ecstatic connection with someone, think twice before moving to a deeper level of commitment. Back to the high side. With Venus and Gemini, channeling, creative writing, and flowing communication are also pumped up. This T-square can also help you deepen your connection with your higher self. Also, on Sunday, June 16th, Jupiter square with Neptune is one of the most important aspects of 2019. It's exact three times this year, January 13th, today on June 16th, and September 21st. This aspect will remain in orb, which means close enough to have an influence, until November 13th. This Jupiter-Neptune square is so important that it deserves a deep dive into its potentials. Here are its positive expressions. Religious mysticism mystical education and spiritual teachers, amplified creative inspiration, higher education in creative expression, spirituality from other cultures, inspired creativity from other cultures, grand idealism and visionary optimism, blissful states of cosmic unity, heightened intuition, exalted dreams, forgiveness, tolerance, altruism and generosity, and unconditional love and compassion. Here are its challenging expressions. Amplified addiction, excessive escapism, muddled philosophical or religious understanding, aimless wandering, rose-colored over-optimism, excessive religious trappings and ceremony, excessive generosity, and unwise financial speculation. If you're experiencing any of these challenging expressions, focus your intention and actions on the positive expressions instead. It'll give the Jupiter-Neptune square something better to do. Special thanks to Ren Butler's book, The Archetypal Universe, Astrological Patterns in Human Culture, Thought, Emotion, and Dreams. I use this wonderful book for new ways to interpret planetary combinations and, with the author's blessing, incorporate them into my forecasts when appropriate. We're not done with Sunday, June 16. Next, it's an amazing day for all things mental as Mercury aspects three slower planets. 
First up is a Mercury-Neptune trine, Mercury-19 Cancer, Neptune-19 Pisces, followed by a Mercury-Jupiter quincunx, Mercury-19 Cancer, Jupiter-19 Sagittarius. A Mercury-Saturn opposition, Mercury-19 Cancer, Saturn-19 Capricorn, bats cleanup. The Neptune trine provides an easy flow of creative inspiration. The Jupiter quincunx energizes thought and helps you make mental adjustments. Finally, the Saturn opposition can help your words be organized and concise. A possible challenge could be excessive verbosity or righteousness. Those are Jupiter low sides. And the Saturn opposition could inhibit your freedom to think or express yourself unless you fully step into your Saturnian authority. On Monday, June 17th, a full moon illuminates the sky at 4.31 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's going to be in Sagittarius at 25 degrees, 53 minutes. Any Sagittarius full moon is great for release and adjustment in many areas, including joy, celebration, and enthusiasm, higher education, learning or sharing wisdom like the professor, philosopher, or guru, foreign travel, publication, practices and philosophies from foreign cultures, religion, philosophy, and the meaning of life. It's fitting that the most expansive zodiacal sign has so many meanings. Notice if you're embodying a more challenging Sagittarian aspect. This can involve having too many irons in the fire or believing with unshakable conviction that you have the one true way. I call this street corner preacher syndrome. These are excellent things to release or adjust. Aspects. This full moon has three aspects, all of them rather loose. A Jupiter-Moon conjunction is easy enough to interpret, since Jupiter has the same keywords as Sagittarius. This simply doubles down on all the Sagittarian themes I already mentioned. This full moon also contains a T-square. It's on its last legs with only two days remaining, but the moon's energy perks it up a bit. Your mind could become fascinated by religion, spirituality, and the meaning of life because of this T-square, which features the Gemini and Sun, Jupiter, and Neptune. Learning or communicating could be supercharged by this aspect pattern, and a healthy flow of intuition can complement your mental activity. There's also plenty of divinely inspired creativity, especially toward mental outlets like writing. The final aspect is a Moon-Juno quincunx. What adjustments can you make to make a committed partnership more wonderful? This full moon Sabian symbol is a flag bearer in a battle. This symbolizes proudly proclaiming your beliefs in the face of adversity. I already cautioned you about street corner preacher syndrome. This involves aggressively confronting others and trying to bully them into your beliefs. But a flag bearer doesn't have to get up in someone's face. It might involve wearing clothing that feels authentic or behaving in a way that expresses your true self. This can take a lot of courage since a flag bearer could get shot. But history has shown that it takes a critical mass of flag bearers to shift the culture. From uppity American women clamoring for the vote, uppities in quotes, of course, in the early 1900s, to the millions who publicly embrace as LGBT+, flag bearers who embrace their authentic selves have repeatedly changed the world. Is there a flag that's yours to bear? On Tuesday, June 18th, one of 2019's most important aspects, another one, makes its second exact alignment today on June 18th. This Saturn-Neptune sextile was first exact on January 31 and will perfect again on November 8th. It's in orb for almost 15 months, started back in mid-November of 2018 through February 1st of 2020. Because this aspect is so important, it merits an in-depth look at the numerous ways it can express. So we have another list. High side, law of attraction, embodied awakening, Conscious dissolution, humble, grounded spirituality, disciplined spiritual practice, mature detachment, practical, focused compassion, concrete service to those less fortunate, putting your ideals into practice, tranquil solitude, sacred silence, hard-earned peace, spiritual mentors, low side, demoralizing doubt and uncertainty, disillusionment and melancholy, withered dreams and challenged faith. Unclear boundaries, craving drugs or alcohol to blur painful emotions and simulate states of mystical union. If you're experiencing any of these low manifestations, focus your energy on the high side potentials instead. As I said before, it gives it something better to do. If the shift in focus is not enough, seek whatever outside help you need. Also on June 18th, Tuesday, Committed partnerships are the primary focus of a double Thor's hammer. It starts today on June 18th, features Juno, Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune. Peaks on June 24th, ends on July 4th. 
Each of the three slower planets in this hard aspect pattern stimulates committed partnership in its own special way. Uranus could throw some chaos into the mix to show you where your relationship is not serving the highest good for both of you. He might also hit you up with some intuitive flashes to help you get on track. Neptune also serves up intuition, but it feels more like a waterfall than Uranus's unexpected lightning strikes. Neptune will support whatever flow you two already have, helping you to be blissfully connected and in the zone. But if you're experiencing foggy thinking, lack of motivation, or the desire to escape, Neptune is showing you that something about the relationship needs attention. Jupiter can bring hope, joy, and enthusiasm, but his main job is to exaggerate the energies that are already there so you can't possibly miss them. Even the most wonderful relationship can improve. How can you use this intense aspect pattern to uplevel a committed partnership? Finally, on Tuesday, June 18th, your communication can move people's hearts and stir them to action with Mercury and Mars conjunct in Cancer. That's at 22 degrees Cancer. Just be careful not to let volatile emotions spark angry outbursts. On Wednesday, June 19th, intuitively inspired, heart-aligned service to a higher cause could result in a wonderful harvest thanks to a yod that begins today, June 19th. This finger of God includes the Sun, Ceres, Vesta, and Uranus. It peaks on June 22nd and ends on the 28th. Another possibility is that an emotional shock could catalyze challenging emotions. If you could use a field-tested shadow work tool, try my free healing invocation. To find that out, on my new website, it's easier to get to right on the menu bar at the top. The last word along there is invocations. Click that and it'll take you to the page where the healing invocation is the second of two posts. Continuing on Wednesday, June 19th, Mercury and Mars both oppose Pluto today. With both personal planets in Cancer, this is a great opportunity to take powerful action that aligns with both head and heart. These aspects can help you feel what your inner guidance is calling for, think it through, and take potent, decisive action. This is a powerful alignment and is best handled carefully. If not, emotion could overwhelm thought, possibly leading to angry words or violence. Steer clear of dangerous people and situations as much as possible. Here's the coordinates. Mercury opposing Pluto. Mercury, 22 Cancer. Pluto, 22 Capricorn. Mars opposing Pluto, 22 degrees Cancer. And Pluto still at 22 Capricorn. On Friday, June 21st, the Sun enters Cancer at 11.54 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The energies of home, family, security, and emotion will be strong for the next month. Of course, the sun entering Cancer also marks the summer solstice. Let's look at this seasonal chart to get a sense of the energetic pattern that will strongly color the next three months. I'm not using astrological houses in this interpretation, so it will work anywhere on Earth. And looking at this chart might be helpful. It's, of course, at astroshaman.com. The forecasts are a little less obvious now. Uh, You can just go right to the bottom of the page, and the latest three forecasts will be right there in the footer. Alternatively, you can just click blog at the top, and uh, the forecast won't be far from the top. So, let's get into this. As it turns out, I've already interpreted everything I'll be discussing in the summer solstice chart in this June 16 to 30 forecast. Some of them I've already talked about. Some will be a little later in the podcast. So, if you haven't heard about it yet, just hang on, and I'll get to it before this forecast section ends. So I'll simply mention some highlights, then link to the detailed interpretation elsewhere on this page. Actually, that's what I wrote on the website. You can ignore that part. (laughs) You'll have to rely on your memory or rewind or fast forward. This forecast's Neptune power theme also holds sway in the summer solstice chart. Two Neptune aspects that strongly color all of 2019, the Jupiter-Neptune square and the Saturn-Neptune sextile, are very tight in this chart. And Neptune turns retrograde less than two hours after the solstice. So any of Neptune's high side potentials that interest you, including spiritual awakening, inspired creativity, unconditional love and compassion, are ripe for cultivation this summer. Mercury and Mars oppose Pluto two days before the solstice, so this intense trio is prominent in the summer solstice chart. Mars and Pluto are an especially volatile pair. Use them mindfully to ensure a positive outcome. Three more factors are strong in the summer solstice chart. The harmonious healing of relationship wounds is supported by a month-long series Juno-Chiron Grand Trine. Relationship creativity and financial opportunities are amplified by a Venus-Jupiter opposition and a Uranus-Vesta conjunction can take both service to a higher cause and sex magic to the next level. 
Also, on Friday, June 21st, Neptune turns retrograde today. Oh my gosh, this is an eventful forecast. On June 21st, at 19 degrees Pisces, he'll turn direct again on November 27th at 16 Pisces. He backs up almost 4 degrees. Outer planets like Neptune are retrograde for about 5 months out of the year. They behave pretty much the same whether they're direct or retrograde. Still, a planetary retrograde is a great time to reflect on its astrological meanings. Neptune's high expressions, including divine union, inspired creativity, and unconditional love and compassion. Also notice if any of Neptune's lower expressions are active or tempting you. These include substance abuse, excessive escapism, and aimless drifting. Confusion, delusion, and playing the victim are also on the low side list. The more you cultivate a planet's high expressions, the less energy it has left to trouble you on the low side, as I've now said three times so far. Of course, it's not always that simple, especially when dealing with serious challenges such as addiction. Do what you can with intention and seek help if you need it. On Saturday, June 22nd, the Yod featuring Sun Ceres Vesta in Uranus that started on the 19th, peaks today on the 22nd, and ends on the 28th. On Sunday, June 23rd, Strategic emotional healing is a strong theme of a T-square that starts today. Again, that's June 23rd. This aspect pattern includes the Cancerian Sun, Pallas Athena, and Chiron. It peaks on July 1st and ends on the 8th. Old emotional wounds could be catalyzed by this T-square. If so, you can call on the strategic energy of Pallas Athena in two ways. First, use an effective shadow work tool to work with those challenging emotions, ideally one that can clear the old pain once and for all. The healing invocation I mentioned earlier could work for that. Second, if there's conflict with someone else, use an effective relating process that can help the two of you achieve a win-win outcome. As always, I recommend the four-part nonviolent communication process. Just Google that phrase. should come right up for you. If you do healing or mentoring work yourself, this T-square can lend your work extra power and effectiveness. Also on Sunday, June 23rd, a Uranus-Vesta conjunction, that's at 6 Taurus, can take your selfless sacred service to a whole new level. Let your intuitive flashes guide you. This aspect can also juice up sex magic, using the energy of arousal and orgasm to superpower your law of attraction manifestation work. By the way, on my Law of Attraction post, you can search my Astro Shaman site and just search Law of Attraction Made Simple. Um, I just changed my recommended book. My new favorite is called Creating Money, Attracting Abundance by Sanaya Roman and one other author. That's enough to get you to it. Channeled material is just amazing. So check it out if you want to hone up your manifestation power. Also, on Sunday, June 23rd, Venus makes three aspects to slower planets today. She starts with a Venus Chiron quintile, that's Venus 18 Gemini Chiron 6 Aries. Next up is a Venus Jupiter opposition, that's Venus 18 Gemini, Jupiter 18 Sagittarius, followed by a Venus Saturn quincunx, Venus 18 Gemini, Saturn 18 Capricorn. Venus rules relationships, which is likely to be her most widely experienced theme. With Venus in Gemini, are you enjoying enough variety within a given relationship? Would it serve the relationship to lighten up and inject more playfulness? Jupiter's opposition could bring exuberant joy to a relationship, or the planet of expansiveness could blow up the relationship's current energies to giant size to help you see what's going on more clearly. Saturn's quincunx can bring challenge to show you where the relationship needs work and support helpful structural adjustments. Finally, Chiron's quintile can bring fairy dust magic to help your relationship heal and harmonize. On Monday, June 24th, the Venus-Jupiter-Neptune T-square that started on June 16th peaks today on the 24th and ends on July 1st. Also, on Monday, June 24th, the Thor's hammer with Juno, Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune, double Thor's hammer actually, it started on June 18th, peaks today on the 24th, and ends on July 4th. And then on Monday, June 24th, Inspired creativity, enhanced divine connection, and a greater awareness of the spiritual energy permeating everything are fired up by a Venus-Neptune square, Venus-19 Gemini, and Neptune-19 Pisces. With Venus in Gemini, creative writing gets a special boost. On a more cautionary note, the square could tempt you to put on rose-colored glasses and not see how others might be taking advantage of you. This energy could give you divine guidance on your financial dealings, but could also support deception and delusional thinking. Be sure to exercise due diligence before making a significant purchase or financial investment.
On Thursday, June 27th, Venus has been busy the last few days. Today's quincunx with Venus and Pluto, Venus 22 Gemini, Pluto 22 Capricorn, is the fifth Venus aspect in a row. This aspect calls for life-affirming adjustments in your relationships, creativity, and finances. Which things in these areas would be best served by a death and rebirth process, which are already on track and ready for a Plutonian power boost? Finally, on Thursday, June 27th, the Sun does a double today, a Sun-Uranus sextile, Sun-6-Cancer-Uranus-6-Taurus, six six and a Sun-Chiron square, Sun-6-Cancer-Chiron-6-Aries. The Uranus sextile can electrify you with intuitive flashes and brilliant ideas. The Chiron square might catalyze old emotional wounds, but only with the intention of healing them once and for all. On Friday, June 28th, Harmonious healing of relationship wounds enjoys extended support thanks to a grand trine featuring Ceres, Juno, and Chiron. It started on June 11th, peaks today on the 28th, and ends on July 12th. This smooth aspect pattern also supports abundance through a committed partnership that involves healing or mentoring. Whatever your sun sign, Astroshaman's forecasts can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone's affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. Go to astroshaman.com. Choose Services from the menu bar and choose Astrology Plus. As we peek ahead to our next show for the first half of July, lots of major stuff. We have that total solar eclipse in Cancer, major big time news. Two planets going retrograde, including Mercury and Chiron. We have Mars square Uranus, a very intense and volatile connection. Uranus squares Juno, could be a lot of paradigm shifts and committed partnerships, and quite a few new aspect patterns too. So this is a show you will not want to miss. I look forward to giving you the best use of these astrological energies at that time. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with Astroshaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? Astroshaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. Welcome to the Announcements section. We have our new site up. Woohoo! Finally! Go to astroshaman.com. It'll look completely different, a lot prettier, easier to use, some wonderful new features. Hope you enjoy it. We spent a lot of time on it and hope that it serves you well. And in alignment with that, I'd like to ask you a three-question survey. I can't remember if I've ever done this on this podcast. If so, it's been a long time. So if you would let me know, just pop me an email, info at astroshaman.com, or reply to any email you've received from me, including the newsletter, just three simple questions. If you would do this, I'd be so grateful. First, what one thing do you like best about this week in astrology? Second, what one thing do you like least about this week in astrology? Please don't pull any punches. I really need to know where to improve. Third and final, if you could change one thing about this podcast, what would it be? Again, please email your responses to info at astroshaman.com or reply to any email you've gotten from me. And just to sweeten the pot, if you do this by the end of June, I'll be giving away a free 90-minute session. That's a $270 value. So uh, just pop in, you make a quick email, let me know your answers, and I'll randomly choose from all those selections one person, and I'll announce the winner on the next podcast. I mentioned we have an eclipse coming up, and there's another one following it on July 16. Are you worried that these two powerful eclipses in July might be especially challenging for you? Do you wonder if they might offer amazing opportunities, extra lucky time periods that will pass you by if you don't know about them? 
Even if you do know about specific eclipse opportunities, would it help you to have expert guidance on how to milk them for all they're worth? If you can answer yes to any of these questions, consider an eclipse chart check. I can tell you in plain English exactly what points these eclipses will be lighting up in your birth chart and what they represent. If challenge could be on the horizon, I'll tell you in which area of your life it's most likely to manifest. Eclipses are also about opportunity. In your chart check, I'll highlight the most wonderful life-affirming opportunities that can be stimulated by these eclipses. By the way, this is not a computer-generated report. Every word of your chart check will be written by me. An eclipse chart check lets you dip your toe in the water before deciding whether to invest in a full eclipse-focused Astrology Plus reading. And your chart check is a bargain, just $25. And by the way, you'll get this back as a credit if you purchase an eclipse-focused reading, which would make your chart check free. You could easily pay $25 for the quickly forgotten pleasure of seeing a movie or eating out. But your eclipse chart check could lead to changes that powerfully and positively transform your life. Now, the $25 chart check only looks at eclipse effects, but just for $4 more, I'll also include information that can be even more important, transits from slower planets. When the gods of change, Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus, make a powerful transit, it can change your life forever. Time and again, I've seen my clients sidestep disaster and maximize opportunity when they understand their current astrology. In fact, our special feature here in a bit is going to be me looking at the upcoming transits of my own chart in the coming years and what they bode for my career. Why have a Pluto transit you don't know about hit you like a wrecking ball when you could use it to maximize wealth and power? If you know what transiting Neptune's doing, you can nurture your spiritual awareness and inspired creativity instead of spiraling down into addiction or aimless escapism. Why let an unrecognized Uranus transit throw your life into nerve-jangling chaos when you can step more fully into your authentic self and receive your intuitive flashes more clearly? And I won't stop with the three outer planets. If transiting Chiron, Saturn, or Jupiter are doing something important, I'll let you know about that too. Please note that a chart check is not a full astrology reading. Your chart check will be delivered to you as a brief written email report with a precisely defined mission to tell you which natal points the eclipses are hitting most strongly and which areas of life those points represent. If you include transits, you'll get the same information for those. Your eclipse-focused Astrology Plus reading, which we'll do live long distance or in person, is where we'll more deeply explore your low and high possibilities. We'll also discuss strategies to help you make the best use of these potent energies. As I mentioned above, booking a full session ends up making your chart check a gift from me. I'll deduct the cost of your chart check from the investment you're making in your Astrology Plus reading. For example, let's say you pay $29 for the deluxe chart check with transits. Your investment for a one-hour Astrology Plus reading would normally be $180, but with my Eclipse special, you save $40, and it's only $140. I'll deduct $29 from $140, making your additional investment only $111. Bottom line, your chart check becomes free. By the way, here's a testimonial from a client who just did an Eclipse focus session with me. She wrote, I scheduled a remote appointment with Benjamin on the upcoming July eclipses. The reading covered that and so much more. He provided guidance on how to maximize the positive energy embodied in the eclipses. We also discussed upcoming transits as well as my solar return in August. What I appreciate most is Benjamin's focus on healing and finding the best possible story in aspects and transits and encouragement to be my best self. I've already reaped the benefits. Thank you so much. That's from Sharon E. That's a five-star review she wrote on June 11th. Your chart check awaits you. Simplest way to get to it. Go to the homepage of astroshaman.com, scroll down to the fourth panel, and you will see the chart check post right there in that section of featured posts. A final note, I'm doing more interactive listener consultations these days. To have yours considered, it needs to be about a specific issue that's important in your life right now, such as soul purpose, relationship, career, spirituality, or your talents and abilities. Email your question, along with your date, time, and city of birth, to info at astroshaman.com. And that's all the announcements. Okay, it's time for our special section. I've done some major research on myself here. I looked at my major transits relating to career all the way through 2030, <laughs> the next 12 years, or roughly 11 or 12. And uh, it's amazing. I noticed a couple of things right away that caught my attention and got me kind of excited about this. By the way, um, 
my natal chart with current transits as well as this spreadsheet I took a long time putting together. It's a, uh, a list of the, the months of the year and showing color-coded which planetary transits are active at what time. So you can just at a glance see all the different things that are active at any given moment to my chart that are relevant for career. That's my specific focus here. Um, all that's at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. It'll be linked from the bottom of the post for this episode. My birth date, if you want to run it yourself, is February 14, 1960, 5.15 p.m. Norman, Oklahoma. N-O-R-M-A-N is the city name. Uh, let's take it from the ground up. First, let me tell you all the points that I considered relevant for career that are being aspected by transit and why. One is the midheaven, the beginning of house 10. Obviously, that's the career point for everybody. I have a Taurus midheaven. That means Venus is my midheaven ruler. She's hanging out natally at 23 Capricorn. And thus, she is obviously very important. It also helps that she's not only in Capricorn, the natural career sign, but she's also in the sixth house, the house of daily work activities. Right next to her is Mars. I have Mars about one degree away. He's, he's basically at 24 Capricorn. And uh, he's also, therefore, in Capricorn, the sign of work, in the sixth, the house of daily work activities and routines and procedures. So both Venus and Mars, therefore, are very relevant for work-related things. Um, right beyond them is Ceres. Uh, Ceres is at 27 Capricorn. And Ceres, one of its meanings is abundance and prosperity. Ceres is the grain goddess, also known as Demeter. And harvest abundance is an association with Ceres. So Ceres, by its very nature, is about abundance and prosperity. Obviously, it could be gotten through work. And again, in Capricorn in the sixth house. So Venus... Mars and Ceres all clustered together there within about four degrees of each other are a very powerful little work uh, triple conjunction for me. Moving to a different part of the chart, it's helpful to know there are three houses that are naturally considered work-related, numbers 2, 6, and 10, the Earth houses. Um, the second house has an association with money earned from your own efforts. Uh, the sixth house I've already defined, the tenth house I've already defined. So in my second house, I have the Moon and... Uh, the moon itself is not a work-related planet unto itself, but my moon's in Virgo. Uh, Virgo means the same thing as the sixth house, you know, daily routines, activities, your work procedures. And the moon is, of course, in the second house of how you earn money. And the moon is only about three degrees off conjunction to the north node of the moon, the destiny point. Again, in the second house, money earned from your own efforts, Virgo, your, you know, organization procedures, discipline, all that good stuff. So I consider that both the moon and the north node are relevant for my work things. Um, I almost thought about putting Jupiter in there uh, because it does rule my eighth house of big money. But I thought that was a little bit of a stretch and I had so much happening already. I decided, let's leave Jupiter out of it. <laughs> also relevant is Saturn itself. Um, Saturn is at 14 Capricorn early in my sixth house, also in Capricorn. I have a lot of Capricorn. I am an Aquarius sun, but sometimes I think my Capricorn is at least as strong, maybe stronger sometimes. So for all the same reasons that Venus and Mars and Ceres are important, you know, sixth house and Capricorn. And of course, Saturn is the natural ruler of work for everybody. Uh, the final point I used as relevant for um, career is my natal sun, which is an Aquarius in the seventh house. And there's nothing really obviously worky about that. But I do have Leo rising, so the sun rules my whole chart. And um, what's going to happen to my sun is so major that, um, you know, I'll just give you a clue. Uranus is going to square it soon. And uh, when that happens, that, of course, can rule major, you know, paradigm shift and catapulting to a new level. So again, so the planets I'll be using that are work-related and points, the Midheaven, Venus, Mars, Ceres, Moon, North Node, and Saturn. So several areas that are work-related. So what's going on right now, as I record this in mid-June of 2019, at this very moment, transiting Pluto is conjunct my Venus and Mars. I mean, that alone, to have Pluto conjunct your midheaven ruler, Pluto wealth and power, wow. And Pluto is also about death and rebirth. So anything about career that does not serve gets stripped away if you're smart. And whatever new things need to arise from the ashes of that get fired up. And I'm currently in the midst of a powerful transformation of focus uh, for the last six weeks or so. So ever since getting a uh, business coaching session with my friend Ver Darluz 
and then getting involved with James Shremko, the business coach who's out of Australia. And I've joined his program called Superfast Business. It's a coaching group. And um, also read his amazing book, um, Work Less, Make More. I'm just devouring his podcast. He's got over 600 episodes, and I'm just binge listening to learn more about how do you do business in a certain way. So I spent 20 years as a sales rep before moving to Asheville at the age of 41 to follow my path as a musician, an astrologer, shaman, awakener, all that stuff. And it, it's just fascinating how the whole business side is coming roaring back now, but in a whole new context. And the shift of orientation is really powerful too. I'm still going to do astrology and life coaching and shamanic healing, of course, but my prime focus now is shifting from a one-to-one perspective to a one-to-many perspective. As Shremko says, um, if you are only working one-to-one, then there is a ceiling on how much you can earn. He says you can't, um, you can't grow that. And therefore, you can only do so many one-on-one sessions in a day and can only charge so much. Therefore, your income is limited. But if you can set it up where you're doing a one-to-many, like you're leading a group of people who are you know, working with you as a group and interacting in a group community and uh, doing that, you can have hundreds or thousands of people in a group like that. Um, if I'm doing coaching, not just one-on-one, but there's a group of coaches, if I'm doing not just one-on-one astrology mentoring, but setting up an online astrology mentoring group, which I'll be doing soon, those have not only greater income potential, but they also can serve more people. And that's what I had to get. Um, you know, I do need to make more money. Um, you know, my financial situation is such that I need more income coming in than I've got. And yet doing so is a win for everybody because I get to help a lot more people. And I am here as a being of service. And if I can help thousands instead of just dozens or hundreds, then that's my life mission working better. So that's kind of the overall perspective I'm coming from in this specific application. So again, back to the astrology, transit Pluto on the Midheaven ruler. So aspects of the business that are not as strong are falling away. New things are rising in their place. And of course, uh, I say that all transiting planets work for the higher self. You know, the ego may or may not like what's happening, but, you know, they're all here to give you challenge where you're out of alignment with life purpose and to give you a pat on the back and jump you up to the next level when you are in alignment with it. So I'm seeing with Pluto on these two powerful planets, Venus and Mars, which, of course, also rule other things. But I'm going to keep this context to a business focused discussion because that's the topic, you know, uh, very powerful support for what's in alignment and, you know, taking away of what's not. So, um. So Pluto's on my Venus and Mars, which is like massive, but that's not all. Pluto simultaneously is trying my moon, which again is in that second house of income earned from your own efforts and in Virgo, you know, work patterns. And Pluto's already trying my north node of the moon. You know, that's life purpose. And for me, my work is my life purpose. There's absolutely no difference. I feel so lucky that I get to do my life purpose for a living. And it's now going to go to a whole new level in the coming months and years. So, uh, Pluto is supporting that as well. As if that wasn't enough, at this very moment, I'm having my second Saturn return. Again, Saturn is important as a business planet. He naturally rules it. He's in the sign of Capricorn, the sign of business. He's in the sixth house of daily work patterns. So that's going on. That's that's wrapping up. That will finish up in November. And <clears throat> what's just started, that just is, you know, firing up the whole thing. Uranus just started conjoining my midheaven. Oh my God. I mean, think about that. How often does anyone in their whole lifetime have Pluto on their midheaven ruler while Uranus is on the midheaven? I mean, that's a match made in heaven for business. So that just started. Uranus will be doing that all the way through um, like spring of 2021. So I've got an easy almost two years of that. Pluto's on my Venus and Mars through the end of 2020. Uh, Pluto's, I'm sorry, uh, Pluto's on Venus through 2020. He's on Mars in the sixth house, almost all the way through 2021, which is how long he'll be trining my moon. And, uh, a lot's going on with that. So that's just what's already happening. I mean, that's already a grand slam, but it's going to get even more amazing. Now, if you're at all tracking the world transits, you may know that in 2020, we have this amazing triple conjunction in Capricorn, Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter. And lucky me, they're all going to light up my career stuff. Of course, Pluto is already on my Venus and Mars. Um, What will happen then is Jupiter comes to join him, Saturn comes to join him, 
And then I'm going to have Jupiter on my Venus and Mars and Ceres, the asteroid goddess who's about wealth and abundance. Saturn's going to do the same thing. And roughly speaking, I've got, I'm so glad I put this on a big spreadsheet because it makes it all easy to see. Um, that all is going to really, I mean, to pretty much the whole year 2020. It's just amazing. You know, Jupiter is all over those three planets all through the year, Saturn as well. Um, and so that year is going to be seriously making hay while the sun shines. I mean, let me just run the list of what's happening for me in 2020. Just now, well, actually, I haven't even told it all to you. So let me add the other piece. <laughs> so uh, if you think you've got a lot going on, actually laying it all in a spreadsheet like this is so helpful because you can see it all at a glance. Neptune's in the game too. Every single slow planet is working this simultaneously in 2020. So Neptune in early 2020 begins opposing my moon. And the moon, as I said, is a second house planet. It's in Virgo. It's career related. And Neptune that year also starts sextiling my Venus and Mars. By the way, I limited this whole study to the five major aspects. Conjunction, opposition, square, trine, and sex. I'm not using anything beyond that. And except for series, it's all standard points and planets. And so in 2020, in the first few months, Neptune opposes the moon, sextiles Venus, sextiles Mars. So I got all that going on in addition to, well, let me just run the whole list in sequence. <clears throat> Pluto, in most for all of 2020, conjunct Venus, conjunct Mars, trine the moon, trine the north node, conjunct Ceres. Or, oh, this is most of the year. Neptune opposed the moon, sextile Venus, sextile Mars. Uranus still on the midheaven the whole year. Jupiter for most of the year on Venus and Mars and Ceres, and then Saturn also on Venus and Mars and Ceres. I mean, 2020 is a year made in heaven for me. This is just unbelievably strong. So that's why I'm right now here in mid-2019 making the shift so that things can really just go crazy in 2020 and blossom hugely. Does it end then? No. <laughs> um, in 2021, I still have Pluto on Mars and trying the moon, and trying the north node, and on Ceres. By that time, he's off Venus, the midheaven ruler, but still plenty of juju for career work. Uh, Neptune, still that whole year, opposes the moon and aspects Venus and Mars. Uranus continues its conjunction to the midheaven until April of 2021. So I've still got plenty of outer planet juju going on there. And, um, and then in the spring of 2021, Neptune begins conjoining my south node of the moon. By the way, the way I'm measuring this is I'm giving a three-degree orb to these transits. If that moving planet is anywhere within three degrees before or after the exact aspect, to me, that's at a boil. That's a very strong connection. And that's also reconfirmed by Richard Tarnas in his book, Cosmos and Psyche. And he is a, I consider him a significant authority on transit orb. But I see it work every day with my clients. So what's added to the pot? What, now the south node? Wait, that's just the stuff you brought in. But that's all, I mean, it's karma, yes. And I'm sure I'll experience some of that. I've got plenty of shadow work going on in my life anyway. Uh, every conscious person I know has got that going on. But the south node is your old gifts and talents. And it's like emerging from a past life stuff that's now yours to serve with that maybe wasn't fully online or online at all. So I'm going to watch, starting in early 2021, what are the old gifts and talents from prior lives that are starting to blossom now that I can serve with. Also, two new things start in 2021. Uranus begins trining Saturn. Again, the planet of paradigm shift. Take it to the next level. Big jump. Beginning this harmonious aspect to the natural ruler of career. And Jupiter is going to conjunct my sun for most of the year. It's a triple hit, back and forth and back. Or fourth and back and forth. <laughs> forth and back and forth, I guess you would say. So again, the sun's not a career planet, but it's me. It's my visibility. The nature of my work is I become visible. And uh, Jupiter is just amplifying my personality all over the place in 2021. Then on to 2022, uh, a lot is continuing. As, as you may know, when Neptune and Pluto started aspect, they last for four years. So there's a lot continuing. Um, just to briefly run that, uh, Neptune on the south node, Pluto trying the north node, Neptune opposing the moon, and sextile Venus and sextile Mars. Uranus still trining Saturn in 2022. And then what adds thing is in the spring of 2022, Saturn conjoins my sun. Now, some people this might worry, but Saturn and I are best buddies. I, I have a good work ethic. I'm mature and responsible, and I use my time well and all the good Saturn stuff. So 
my experience with his transits is they tend to be bonuses and they tend to help me get more done. So that's the whole year Saturn on my sun. And that's the new factor there. Uh, 2023, um, much the same. Saturn gets off the sun early in the year. And a new thing happens in 2023. How about Jupiter conjunct the midheaven? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that happens every 12 years. That's a massive opportunity for expansion with Jupiter there. And all the other underlying factors are still there. Just to run it real quick. Uh, Neptune on the south node. Uranus trying the moon. Uranus trying Venus. Oh, that's starting new in 2023. Uranus trying Venus, the midheaven ruler. Harmonious support for a breakthrough. In mid-2023, Uranus trines my north node, paradigm shift and intuitive flashes supporting life purpose. And all the while, Pluto's still on Ceres, Neptune is still hitting the moon and Venus and Mars and Ceres. And also some other new things happen in 2023. Uranus begins trining my Mars, the sixth house, Capricorn sixth house thing. And then in mid-2023, Uranus begins squaring my sun. And that's, that's a big deal. You're on a square of the sun. Paradigm shift in personality. If the sun's your visibility out in the world, then that can paradigm shift too. And on and on it goes. Um, new th- I'm not going to go blow by blow here, but uh, 2024, Uranus trine series. Um, that's mainly the only new thing that year. And then things start fading out in 2025. But I also looked um, in 2026... There's only one thing I had to see. Pluto conjunct, I'm sorry, Pluto square the midheaven. Pluto square the midheaven. So this whole period starts with Pluto on my midheaven ruler. And then in 2026 and lasting four years, Pluto wealth and power squares the midheaven business and career accomplishment. So I'm excited about this. And if you keep up with me, you'll see what's happening. My expectation is that my ability to serve others is going to blow up to a whole new level. And I'm super excited about the opportunity to serve better and be better rewarded for that service. Big win-win all around the board. Um, with this uh, business coaching thing I'm doing, um, what I, I love about James Shremko, that's S-C-H-R-A-M-K-O. If any of this business stuff interests you, check out his site, uh, superfastbusiness.com. And his podcast is amazing. Uh, I'm just getting a massive business education just listening to that as well as being in his you know, coaching program and having access to all that material. Um, but his, his belief is that you must deliver tremendous value. He says, however much you charge, um, your clients and customers should feel like the value they got exceeded the price they paid. And that's definitely the strategy I'm going to be moving forward with. I mean, I've always felt that way. But as I move into larger scale stuff, that's definitely going to be where I'm coming from. So now you can tell I'm excited. I am. And I'm super pumped about these transits. This is the first time I've done this in-depth a transit study on myself. And as you'll be able to see, if you go to the PDF on my site, all I did was I went into a spreadsheet. I just used the Google Sheets free app online. And I just, uh, down the left column, I ran the years and months. And then across the, the rows, I'm sorry, on the columns, I just put in the planetary events wherever they would fit and uh, color coded them so they're easy you'll see each planet has a different color so it's very easy to identify who's doing what when so if you yourself are ever in an interesting time where you feel like there's a lot of planetary energy and you have the knowledge to do this just lay it out like this and it's super helpful to see how many things can be happening at the same time again just glancing again at that 2020 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 oh my god i've literally got 15 significant transits simultaneously happening for most of 2020 on business-related points from every planet, Jupiter out, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, uh, you know, (laughs) Neptune, Pluto, all of them. It's just amazing. So um, it's worth doing a study like that if you've got a lot going on. You can really get a sense of who's playing and, and where the juiciest opportunities are. So anyhow... I'll obviously have to step up and prove what I'm saying and and make the thing manifest like I'm talking about, but I'm so on track and I'm so on fire and my divine self is so clearly supporting this path and I'm just super excited. So again, uh, again, I want to just close saying this is not 
me saying I'm special. Anybody could have a transit lineup like this. Uh, what I hope you're taking from this is to be attentive to when you're having really powerful transits happening. And I've done this in a business context, but you could take any life theme, uh, relationship or spirituality or whatever, whatever is important for you, life purpose, and do the same kind of study if that's the theme that the planets are really firing up. So uh, I hope this has been helpful and thank you for listening. Are you having challenges in your relationship? Needing more clarity around career? Wanting to get on track with your soul purpose, but not sure what it is? You're in luck. An Astrology Plus session with me can give you the soul-level wisdom you need to get back on track with your relationship, career, and soul purpose. I can also give you insights into optimal timing, spirituality, relocation, and much more. After more than 8,000 sessions and 14 years of professional practice, I've developed the expertise to help you with just about anything. And we're not limited to astrology. Your session could also include awakening activation, shamanic healing, and more at no extra charge. If you need ongoing support to master your challenges, consider astro-shamanic life coaching. My unique combination of modalities can help you move from pain to joy in any part of your life faster than you might have thought possible. My sessions are equally effective long distance or in person, and I'll include an MP3 of your session at no extra charge. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're wrapping up this episode. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen by Feedspot as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. And as a reminder, if you want to do one of those chart checks, you can also just go to astroshaman.com, scroll to the fourth section down, and there in the featured blog post, you will see the chart check special. Thanks so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the show index. The overview begins at 1 minute 32 seconds. June 16, 2 minutes 17 seconds. The 17th, 5.42. The 18th, 8.16. The 19th, 11.08. The 21st, 12.33. The 22nd, 16.01. The 23rd, 16.11. The 24th, 18.51. The 27th, 19.55. The 28th, 20.49. Next show's highlights, 21.45. Announcements, 23.16. And my transits explored for business. 2928. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.